what's up guys welcome back to the untitled thoughts where you come in sit back and relax occasionally get your mind blown with your host me unite and it has been we're still in quarantine yeah been a week and a half and my productivity rate has exponentially gone down since last tuesday or the first day of quarantine and i think that's partly because of the fact that I'm at home and I can't I don't have a separate work environment from my actual relaxing bedding environment so not the best so to discuss a little bit about my study habits I would I know different people have different study habits but I would just like to suggest some study habits one I tend to keep if you a lot of your work requires you being on your laptop I tend to keep the amount of windows I need open at minimum per se. If I needed a Google Word document and maybe one or two tabs on the side for research, then that's it. Spotify I do if I am listening to music, but that's about it. The thing is, the more tabs you have open, the messier it feels. Well, at least in my opinion, it feels more messier. So by having like the minimal amount, it's cleaner and you won't be distracted by it as easily. Second tip is I like to make more or less cheat sheets or conclusion sheets rather. So my conclusion sheets are basically more or less, I don't know about other people, but how we teach in schools, we teach it in topics, so in categories. So per se, there's standard A in bio and what I like to do is at the end of the work for each day, I tend to do a conclusion sheet of what I've done that day or what were the notes that day summed it all up in a paragraph or two make bullet point to note what I think I would forget or what I think are key points to add and I would also add help notes which is basically what they look for in exam answers per se this is the key blah, 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 and you have to link it to this so you can link this by saying blah blah blah, blah. so that's my hopefully two helpful tips for you who are out there struggling and still studying good luck to all those so now's the time where we get into our first segment waffles pancakes or french toast this segment was inspired by me by one of my friends thank you i am a waffle girl I said it. I don't like pancakes and I kind of don't like French toast. I am stingy. Why waffles? Because they're crunchy. Now, here's a little bit of backstory or explanation why waffles are crunchy. Waffles, they are, as we know it, in grid shapes. So that increases the surface area. When a waffle is made, you can kind of mold it into a shape first, like a little arch or something. And once they cool down, because the outer shell of the batter cools down first before cooling down the actual whole thing so if you make the batter correct the outer shell it will cool down but the inside will still kind of be soft and fluffy so when you bite into it you get a good ratio of that crunch with that soft fluffiness and it's actually the right amount of batter it's not too much batter let me tell you pancakes they are we're not talking about crepes we're not talking about those souffle pancakes we're talking about the plain old jane pancakes where it's dense and that's too much batter for me because every time i take a little mouthful of pancake just a little a little wedge of pancake i feel like it's taking me forever to chew that little wedge it's too battery for me 
actually, I take that back. Pan the only pancakes I would eat is the ones from Macca's. They're great. Oh, but if I were to make pancakes by myself, I would not like it. I would try and not make it. French toast. So I am really picky about French toast. Yeah. I only like French toast when it's actually really crunchy or when the toast is thin. So here's a reason why. My mother, she uses thick toast, like thicker bread. So what happens when she makes French toast is that she would soak the bread in French toast. Very normal. But then she wouldn't fry it enough so that the middle of the little cubes were cooked as well. So then the outside would be somewhat crunchy. But then the middle would still be soggy because of how it didn't cook and how it's still soaked. So I feel like I would enjoy French toast a little bit more if the bread was thinner and if it was like crunchy. Oh, and my mum doesn't use enough butter in the pan so it literally tastes like bread and egg. Doesn't taste like French toast. I, I'm intrigued. Not much of my friends or people who I know that likes waffles. Oh, likes waffles. I don't know if it's because it's just kind of weird, but a lot of people prefer pancakes. And I think maybe because I grew up with waffles more than pancake in Hong Kong, because in Hong Kong food stores, there are, of course, the infamous egg, uh, egg waffles, which is great. It's crunchy on the outside and soft on the inside. Just thinking about it makes me happy. But then there are also the OG pancakes. Nah, waffles, I mean. Let me tell you something. Those OG waffles are the size of what? Like a medium-ish plate? They're the size of that. And they're thick. They're about an inch thick. And I'm not talking about the middle layer being thick. I'm talking about the whole waffle as a whole. It's give or take an inch thick. And what they do is they let it rest for a bit. But before it gets too cold, they put butter. That butter is so smooth. It melts, right? They put butter then they put sugar and then they put peanut butter and then they put condensed milk and then they slam that together and I want to cry just thinking about it I remember how good that tasted I remember I had to hide from people to just to eat it because where I was staying they didn't like their kids having too much of this is so-called junk food so I remember I had to look like a really really sad person eating it on the street and like downstairs before I could head back up into the apartments but oh it was so so good and it's just I guess it's maybe because of that I'm influenced by it and now like waffles are my favorite out of waffles pancakes and french toast another thing maybe why I don't like french toast is mum used to make it every day after a while you just kind of get sick of it I'm not just saying french toast I'm saying anything if I had waffles every day for a straight whole month for breakfast, then I'll probably get sick of it and I'll hate waffles as well. But I had French toast for every day for like a good two, two weeks and it was just no thanks. We have other food other than French toast, mum. No, but I was really grateful that she was really invested in making French toast. It just, the bread was not right, mum. I love you. And I guess that's as much as my argument goes with waffles pancakes or french toast moving on since it is quarantine i got to bring my inner kid out again and binge watch cartoons yes cartoons the absolute essential 
most people have growing up. You don't need cable TV, you don't need any Sky television. You would get a good handful of cartoons from your regular channels. We in New Zealand, we have TV2 and TV4. We used to have TV4. Those two channels used to give us so much cartoon. But because I, when I immigrated into New Zealand, I actually travelled quite frequently because of visa problems and passport problems. So I would actually go back to Hong Kong every summer holiday. What would happen in those summer holidays on the flight was magical. I, that was where I discovered High Five, uh, the five people, like five people show. They're kind of like the Wiggles, but kind of not. Because it was like three guys, oh no, two guys and three girls, and like, it was, it was pretty snazzy. They keep changing the members a lot, but I remember I enjoyed them quite a lot. And even back in New Zealand, they actually still had it for a while, and I would wake up at six every day to watch it. I was silly for doing that because now I treasure sleep. But back then I didn't care about sleep at all. I was like, sleep? What is that? Don't need it. I had way too much energy when I was little. And then there are some other memorable cartoons such as the Powerpuff Girls. You see, the Powerpuff Girls for me wasn't really a deep impression. I watched it. It wasn't anything great or not great. It was just there. Yeah. Another thing that I watched on the flights a lot was Tom and Jerry. I still watch it because it's on Netflix. But Tom and Jerry was absolutely great. It was simple. Didn't take any brain power to process what they were trying to say or do. It was just so pure. Not pure, but like it was, yeah, simple. Simple. I've already said simple. But it was so good and I still watch it. It like brings out the enemy. Moving on to a little bit more complex cartoons that I watched as a kid. Uh, one that really stood out to me was Foster's Home of Imaginary Kids. I'm pretty sure. Wait, I'm gonna search this up. Foster's Home for Imaginary Friends. That's right. Foster's Home for Imaginary Friends was also one that stood out to me a lot because I watched that a lot on the flight. If I wasn't wrong, the flights had more Cartoon Network kids program than actually Disney or Nickelodeon because I don't remember seeing Spongebob on there. I was flying with Air New Zealand by the way. So Foster's Home for Imaginary Friends was actually really, really good and I absolutely loved it. It was, it was weird, but it was nice. It really, really showed what kids how complex kids' minds were back in the day. I'm not saying they're dumber now, no. But I was just saying the producers or the creators of cartoons back in the day were a lot more out there. It was a lot more um, creative and just complex in a way. Last but not least, Codename Kids Next Door. You see, Codename Kids Next Door kind of freaked me out. Why? Because of, if I'm not wrong, I think they're called the Back street kids i think i don't remember if they were called the backstreet kids or what but they were like it was codename kids next door the main five and then it was the other evil four which i find really really scary but it was so good it was unbelievably good because there was a plot going on there was a law there was a interesting detailed law and that brought to the idea of a lot of more mature problems into kids, kids' life. It gives them a lot more, or it gives them an early access to what are some of the problems that you may experience as you go on with life. Which I really enjoyed because of how somewhat realistic it is and how much it would prepare kids into 
So I really do like that show a lot. I especially like the girl with the green jumper. Three. That was her, that was her number. So three was pretty great. Moving on from cartoons, we had old technology. The iPods. In particular, the iPod Nano. So I had an iPod Nano, right? Super small. About four gigs. It would probably be enough for about 500 songs. And every time, like, I had a new playlist or, like, I had new songs I wanted to listen to, I had to take everything of that iPod and then bring in the new playlist because of how limited that, how limited space the iPod had to actually store music. And they also had games on it, I remember. So I had a pink iPod Nano and they had the one where it was like skinny with the circle button not the fat ones with the circle button but the skinny ones with the circle button where you like just spin the circular more or less trackpad and I remember there was there were games in it and I sucked at them but it was still entertaining whatsoever like in buses or in trains it was still entertaining I don't care it was the closest things we had to a phone non-apple related product uh, mp3s we used to have these like usb stick mp3s and they and i think the maximum one i got was 16 gigs and it fit a lot of songs i just loved how compact and small that they were like i could literally slip it anywhere pencil case it was probably bigger than a usb now but to put it in comparison it's about a sixth of your phone size if so i have a samsung galaxy s8 and it'll probably just take about like a sixth of the phone if you do it on the short side. And that was how small it was. That was how compact it was. I could plug it into cars. I could plug it into anywhere and get music. And it was so good. I loved it. Thing is, they had audio jacks. They had audio jacks in those. And I felt so cool. Like with my MP3 clipped onto the side of my backpack with my earphones in. Just like rocking out to school be like... A, uh, a 16 gigabyte mp3 you want to hear some cool music it wasn't cool music it was like simple plan yeah it was great though loved it but that was i didn't actually i wouldn't even get a phone if school didn't if school didn't require it but i was lucky that i got to be in contact with technology earlier not necessarily owning any electronic devices like now but like our house had a few laptops in there because of my parents' work so that was that and then when you listen or when you mention childhood or child there's one place you would always think and always want to go and that is a playground yes a playground is great a playground provides entertainment for kids especially for me I was a pretty athletic kid when I was younger I didn't care about getting messy or dirty I actually really really liked moving but um, as I got older, things took a turn and changed. But I went back to my old primary school and even the senior playground, I'm too tall to play on it now, which is actually really disappointing because I really liked the a lot of the obstacle courses there. But because of my height, I can reach anything from the ground and it's, it's kind of sad. So I don't tend to like to play on playgrounds now. Because if you think about it, I have to exert so much energy to lift my lower body off the ground just to play on those playgrounds. Obviously they should build some playgrounds for adults but at the same time I, I think that's why we have other entertainment uh, ideas such as bowling alleys or 
rock climbing, indoor rock climbing and things like that. But I, I do love a good playground. Such good memories. Playing Busted on those playgrounds was so dangerous. But it was so fun. It was the best. So for those of you who don't know, Busted is basically, there's one tagger. Everyone who was in the game was not allowed to touch the floor or the bark. So in New Zealand or I don't, yeah, in New Zealand I feel like we have playgrounds but our playgrounds are actually on bark floor instead of concrete so it would actually absorb a lot of the shock if we jumped down from high place. So in Busted we weren't allowed to touch any of the bark, we were, we could but if the tagger saw you and called you out you'll be it but Busted was basically you had to avoid the tagger on the by getting to different parts of the playground without touching the floor that may be through the monkey bars or through the flying fox or anything like that and the one rule was you weren't allowed to touch the floor and if you touch the floor you I remember I sucked at busted because I had I just too often for no reason and the amount of shoving that occurred I just keep getting pushed off in a way or I keep pushing people off it was it was a give and take relationship it was a give and take relationship so uh yeah I felt so sorry but I loved it I loved those games it was great but that about wraps up for today's episode I hope you enjoyed it I hope you were relaxed and I'll see you all in the next episode bye